Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, he is Kurt Hogue, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Brewers beat writer. Follow him on Twitter at C-Y-R-T Hogue. Schneider's hiring drivers right now for more info. Call him 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. That's 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. Kurt, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. What's up, Sparky? You didn't catch the uh, you didn't catch the Hall of Fame invite. Uh, no, well, see, in years past, to be honest, uh, we've done our show from the Hall of Fame golf outing. Usually, um, there since COVID, we have not been out on location since. Um, so that is part of the reason why our show is not there. And obviously, somebody has to do this. So I am here, and the, they're golfing in the golf outing. That's how it works, isn't it? Yeah, that's how it works. The the, the life of COVID and uh, radio, at least for our station. Uh, okay, so, Kurt, let's talk about this a little bit. I, I was asking this question before you came on. Uh, how emotionally invested do you get into the Brewers' regular season? And now being the Brewers' beat writer, now you really get uh, the feedback from everybody, whether you want it or not. What do you say? Do you, do you feel like there's more negativity or more, this doesn't matter, it's the middle of July and don't really care till we get to the playoffs? Uh, there's a little bit of the it doesn't matter, but I feel like even some of that is shrouded in negativity of like, it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't think, you know, they're, like, they're not good enough. Uh, so it's this season for a team, and we'll get into this too. Like, it's you can't just use a blanket statement of they're in first place and like, you know make it seem like that means they're playing great because they're not. But, I mean, they are in first place, and you would have probably no idea considering uh, some of the reaction to how the first half of the season went. I said it, uh, and I got a lot of flack, and some people that agreed with me, uh, that it just doesn't feel like I'm watching a first-place team. It just doesn't. I mean, from from the defensive lapses, um, from the pitching meltdowns that we've seen, uh, from hitting it with you know bases loaded, not being able to get our single run in numerous times throughout the year. I think we're at, what, six or seven times that's happened this year. Uh, I mean, from all of that, you turn on a Yankees game, that feels like a first-place team. Uh, if you watch the Astros, that feels like a first-place team. You watch this team, this does not necessarily feel like a first-place team. It, it feels more like a 500 team than it feels like a first-place team. That's probably because they played under 500 ball since, you know, getting off to the best start in, in franchise history. I mean, we, we forget that we're not that far removed from them being, what was it? 30, like 32 and 18 or something That's along those point. lines. The, yep. the, the, that was, you know, and we're talking, Oh, this has, a, this has a chance to be a 9,500 win team. I mean, they looked the part too. 
they were cl- clicking in all, on all cylinders. And so I, 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 I agree with you. I mean, you, you watch them for the last two months and it has not looked like a first place team. Now it is, but they have the, 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 the product has, has not looked like what you would expect from a team that has managed to hang on to first place in that time. You know, the other thing about this uh, team, Kurt, when we talk about this Brewers team uh, and what happened over the weekend, the big story of the weekend uh, was the balk or non-balk that happened that essentially uh, cost the Brewers a baseball game in the bottom of the eighth inning um, on Saturday night uh, from, um, uh, whatchamacallit, what's his name? I forgot his name. Now I'm blanking. Uh, Pat Holberg? Are we talking about the ump? No, no, no. The, the, pitcher? the pitcher that had the balk. What's oh, it? Gustave. Gustave. Yes, thank you, Gustave. And to me, it looked like his back foot stepped off when I, when I was watching it. Uh, for you, did it look like a balk for you? Because even after the game, they came to the the, the lead ump came to the defense uh, to make the call. Uh, what did you think? Well, the the issue with the what the ump said uh, was it, it it didn't line up with the video at all. And I get like they don't really have to. I mean, that's kind of how pool reporting, pool reporters, you know, with umpires or referees after the game works is like they just kind of give an answer and they don't really have to. It doesn't have to necessarily have to be right. They just have to give an answer. Um, and he said that Gustave uh, started to come set with his hands, uh, kind of moved them up and then down, but like his hands didn't move at all. Like they, they legitimately didn't move. So I, I, I watched it countless times that I'm sure you and everyone else did. Yep. A boxer box are kind of like they're kind of ubiquitous and like confusing anyway. But I, I just I truly did not see anything that, that lined up with a block. I, I, I think Pat Holberg the ump might have thought he saw you know thought he may have seen a like a little flinch from Gustave. Um but even then there wasn't enough to I mean he was he was very quick and adamant about it and it just it just wasn't there. No, it wasn't there. I, I didn't think it was there either. My question is, should that be something that you should be able to go to replay for? Yeah, absolutely. The problem with that then is is kind of what I said about box there. <laughs> no one ever knows what a block is unless it's incredibly obvious. Right. So it's it's easy to uphold it. Um I, I feel like that one might have gotten overturned. Um, I think so. And you run into the problem of like, you know, you got the umpire in New York who is an umpire and he's correcting his, you know, fellow umpire's call. And so is he really going to be motivated to, you know, say, <laughs> say he was wrong? Uh, but it absolutely should be reviewable. I mean, that's a game changing play. Um, like there's, there's, there's no recourse and, you know, there's, you can correct so many other plays in baseball and I get why some of the ones that are reviewable are, are not reviewable are that way. Uh, but a balk is, I mean, there's, there's a clear stop and start to the action. Like you can just move the base runners back a base. You know what I mean? It's, it's incredibly easy to correct it. If it's, if it's an incorrect call. Tom with Kurt Hogue, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel Brewers beat writer here on the Wendy's big show. Follow him on Twitter at CYRT Hogue. Uh, what about this? Uh, in years past, uh, with when Doug Melvin was here and so forth, you would hear from Doug, well, you know, we'll see how we're playing the, in the next couple of weeks leading up to the deadline. Uh, you know, that very well could determine what we decide, what we want to do at the deadline. Do we think this is going to have any merit on what they do at the deadline if if they're struggling still after the All-Star break? Um, it's, it's an interesting, it's, it's sort of like an interesting situation, right? I mean, everyone, you know, you, you assume they're going to be buyers no matter... Unless they 
completely lose what <laughs> the next 10 out of the break, which looking at the schedule is probably not going to happen. I think they're more inclined to win a bunch of games uh, coming out of, out of this all-star break than lose, but it, it, it's, it's a matter of like, of, of where, you know, where do you add? I feel like everyone, like I said, knows they're going to. Um, the thing with the roster is it's clearly not, it has not played like a, a, a true competitor. Now, you get into the playoffs, they, they have the pitching to get hot, uh, and anything could happen, but you just kind of look up and down. And what's what's tricky about the way this roster is situated is it's a it's deep in terms of it has lots of lots of po- you know possible potential contributors who are hitting or pitching around you know league average, but there's just not the there's just not the top end to it, and so. There's not a ton of specific holes. I think center field is the obvious one. Third base might be another sneaky one, but uh, but it'll it'll be that's what, that's what makes it challenging is because they'll they'll be, have to be moving pieces uh, no matter what. Maybe that's maybe that's you know kind of an opportunity for the Brewers to get creative or inventive like they tend to do and you know load up on a position that no one expected them to. What about Colton Wong at second base? I mean, I, I said this uh, two, three weeks ago that if it were me, I would consider moving Wong, letting Arias play second base, and then find a, finding a, a power bat or finding another bat uh, that can come in and play third base. Grant you, there's not a lot of bats available right now as we sit uh, for the trade deadline as far as you know guys that are going to change your lineup necessarily, but at least it would be an upgrade uh, at third base. I think Drury was uh, one of the names that's out there from the Cincinnati Reds, and that might be an option if you are to move Urias to second base. Uh, but Wong just not only is he not doing it offensively, defensively, it's got to be the worst year of his career, I would think. It's, I mean, it's yeah. The metrics would tell you it's by far the worst year of his career. I mean, he's gone from being you know one of, if not the best, second baseman defensively in baseball to like Statcast outs above average metric has him as one of the worst, and it's it's confusing as to how that really happened. But um, I've the last couple of weeks I've started to look at third base a little more as a possible possible upgrade and then with that i think you could get urias or you know play jace peterson at second base somewhere i think uh, i think they're still like committed to colton wong but he hasn't you know moved the needle a ton offensively either it's just been kind of a it's just it's been a funky year for him and uh and they could just you know if, if they do go out and get a guy like drury you're opening a lot more lineup possibilities um in terms, you know, do you want to get Jace Peterson in there at second base to, you know, get a better offensive lineup? Because he's been he's been one of their best players and best hitters this year. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I I do I do think it's just been it's such a weird season for Colton Wong. There's no real explanation for why he's you know playing so much more poorly defensively when he was a Gold Glove candidate and might have won it if he had been healthy all of last year. Like this kind of skill level drop doesn't just happen it's it's confounding in a way you know the other thing uh, about this i i think when we look at the brewers is starting pitching and while the starting pitching isn't nearly as good as what it was last year lauer the last couple of starts seemingly has started to come back to maybe where he was closer to uh, last year hauser will have to wait and see how he is when he comes back uh, but not having Freddie Peralta, I think, is a bigger factor than people are giving credit to. Alexander has tried hard, and that's good. I'm I'm happy that 
you know, he's done his best to try and do what he can. Uh, but do we have any idea how close Freddie Peralta is? I mean, are we thinking this is going to be August? Are we thinking this is going to be September? Because if it's like middle of August, I feel a lot better about things versus if we're targeting like middle of September. We will have a much better update after the All-Star break. But I mean, he was just throwing. Uh, he's he, He's been throwing for a good chunk of time now. I would not, you know, once the Brewers are able to build him up, maybe get him some like live BP sessions. He's probably not that far away from a rehab stint. Uh, he's probably the thing is he's probably gonna have to make, you know, missing what two three months. He'll probably have to make four or five starts at the minimum, you know, to to build himself up to be able to pitch in a major league game and make sure everything is is going clean in that regard. So I I I, I hesitate to have a target date because it feels like sometimes with injuries, especially this year with. With the Brewers, it's been it's fluctuated. You know, you think a guy's coming back, and then all of a sudden it's another week or another couple of weeks. So, I, I, I think they would hope for maybe mid-August uh, for Freddie Peralta to, re- to return. Mid-August, late August would be a little more conservative on that end, and then you can build him back up for for the playoffs. And I think that's their hope is that he'll be available to you know start for that stretch run and then for the postseason. He is Kurt Hogue, Milwaukee Journal Central Brewers beat writer. You get some time off or are you going to the All-Star game? I am covering the draft from my couch. So Perfect. time off, sort of. That's well, that's good. You don't got to travel. At least you get to be home. Kurt Hogue, Milwaukee Journal Central Brewers beat writer. Follow him on Twitter at C-Y-R-T. Hogue, Kurt, thanks so much for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Talk to you later. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.